What is usually a quiet week on Capitol Hill has turned into a bit of a holiday madness, as the fight for the president's proposed border wall could very well lead to a budget standoff, ending in a partial government shutdown at the end of the week. To get an update on those matters, Federal News Network's Eric White talked with Capitol Hill reporter David Hawkins. Usually in the days before uh, a government shutdown, the smart money is, uh, you know, they'll figure something out like they always do, uh, sort of in, in the category that Congress is sometimes uh, like high school. This is sort of the breakup to make up period, but eventually they make up. This, this one has different hallmarks, and those hallmarks, I think, have been written by the president uh, himself. And when he said in that uh, sort of famous Oval Office, I think it's I think it's going to be famous. I think it's going to be remembered for many, many years. The Oval Office meeting with uh, Minority Leader Schumer of the Senate and and uh, probable incoming Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, when they were in the awful Oval Office last week. Uh, and he said, it's on me. If there's a shutdown, it's on me. I mean, he could not have been more plain about it. Now, the president has sometimes... Uh, been playing about things one day and totally tried to flip the narrative 180 degrees the next. But I don't think I think the uh, Democrats have have a soundbite that they can use throughout this fight to say, look, the president says this is on him. Uh, if he wants to shut the government down, this is on him. But it is only it is exclusively on him because we, the Democrats, are willing to compromise on this border wall funding to an extent and but not give him the all five billion that he wants. And his own uh, party mates, nominal party mates, the Republicans who are still running the government until the end of the year in the House and the Senate, still running Congress, uh, they don't have the votes to do this. They do. There, there are not the votes, even among House Republicans, even while they still hold the majority until January 3rd, to give the president $5 billion. And there certainly aren't the votes uh, in the Senate where, where 10 Democratic votes and all the Republican votes would be required. So it's, it's a non-starter what the president wants. It's just it's just the, the political math. He can't get what he's asking for. So unless and until he totally makes an about face and says, I didn't mean what I said in the Oval Office, it looks like, um, you know, a shutdown is uh, is on the way. Yeah. Seeing that remarkable footage of them arguing in the Oval Office and seeing the looks on Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's face when he said, you know, I'll take credit for the government shutdown, which is something that both sides always try to avoid usually in these type of spats. And she even branded it the Trump shutdown. Is, is the president willing to finally, you know, he's been talking about this wall for a while now. Is this we've we've had these conversations, you and me before every time this comes up. Is this going to be his make it or break it time where he thinks that he'd be able to garner some support even when he doesn't have some from even from his uh, from his own party? Uh, is this the time that he's going to finally put his foot down and say, I'm willing to die on this one? Well, you know, that's that's what he says. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that the president is uh, situationally nimble. That's one way of putting it, which is, uh, you know, he he's a deal maker. He's a deal cutter. He's a negotiator. Um, negotiators sometimes make bold and emphatic and uh, um, uh, pronouncements that sound like they're not movable. Uh, and then when the negotiation doesn't go their way, they, they move. So he, he is a practice negotiator and, and, and he is known for, for changing his mind quite emphatically and, and just assuming that he changes his mind often enough and says new things often enough that people will forget the original thing that he said. Maybe he thinks he can, he can pull that off. Um, maybe he also thinks he can change the dynamic between now and the start of the new year. I tend to doubt it. You know, the, the Democratic Congress 
Democratic House takes office in January. The, the Republican majority in the Senate is is not at not all that much bigger than it was this year, just a couple of seats more, certainly not enough for them to, to uh, do anything on their own, let alone with the Democratic House. So this is the last best chance this year. This Congress was the was the chance for the president to get his wall. Now, let me just hasten to add that the, the Democrats are, are eager to negotiate with the president when it comes to what they call border security. It's just the wall. I mean, there there is an there's lots of things that the president could claim victory on. The, the Democrats have been willing to support all kinds of additions to border security. They just don't want what he describes as a big, high, hard barrier fence. They're willing to do all sorts of other things, but not that. Speaking with veteran Capitol Hill reporter David Hawkins, and just touching on the situation and the time uh, timeliness of it, this is the end of the year. Congress is usually out of town by now. Uh, you have a lot of lame duck congressmen. I saw reports that even some of them have head home already because they, you know, they said, what the hell am I doing here? Does do they start to get a little bit ornery and saying, I'm not even supposed to be here today? And does that have an effect on negotiations going forward where, you know, he's he might be hoping that they'll just hastily put something together just so that they can get out of town for the holidays? Uh, it absolutely does. So the, so the dynamic, uh, the physical dynamic on the Hill is sort of worth painting a word picture here for a second, which is there's what some 90 odd House members, the vast majority of them Republicans who either were defeated or decided not to run again. Right after the election, they were forced to move out of their offices. They, are, they literally are now uh, some, some members of Congress who've been in office for decades are now reduced to a little six by six. Uh, foot desk in a cube, a so-called cube farm in an old cafeteria uh, in the basement of the Capitol. Uh, many of their staff have scattered. They're kind of on their own. Uh, they're, it's, you know, they're kind of yesterday's news. Nobody's paying too much attention to them. They're hard to find for the leadership, it's physically hard to find. Um, some of them are conveniently turning off their pagers. There's nothing the leadership can do to punish them anymore. So it makes it hard for the uh, the leadership to actually count the votes. The Republican leadership is having a hard time coming up with an accurate count of who's going to actually show up to vote on the floor. That's one thing. Another thing is that, yes, they have the, the leadership has no control over these folks again, uh, anymore, uh, no ability to really punish them for bad behavior. So they're kind of free agents. And um, some of them just, as you, as you said a minute ago, say, to heck with it. I'm going to go spend time with my family now. I don't need to be around for some shutdown. If they want to shut the government down, they don't need me to do it. As we come to the end of the 115th Congress, what uh, do you see as the big turning points this year, or the last two years, that is, uh, with this class of congressmen? And are there any landmarks that we can remember looking back on the numerous documentaries that I'm sure will be made once the Trump administration has come and gone? Right. It's been a it's been a blizzard of it's been such a blizzard of of, of unprecedented developments that um, guys hard to keep track of. I mean, you know, what is this Congress going to be remembered for? It's going to be remembered for um, I think history is going to remember it for um, shooting a big hole in the legacy of the Senate by taking away the last power to to uh, to mount a filibuster against Supreme Court justices. Uh, on the other side, it's going to be remembered as the as a Congress, a rare Congress, single Congress that confirmed two new justices to the Supreme Court 
the big tax cut. I think the other thing, the positive news or the there is going to be a major piece of domestic policy legislation enacted this week, even as the parties are bickering over the border wall and the shutdown and continuing resolution. They are, does look like they're going to come together to complete uh, legislation to overhaul sentencing laws, which is, a, you know, is a true headline worthy thing that brought libertarian conservative Republicans and progressive Democrats together that will actually, you know, change the lives of, you know, a million or more people. We are, we are the most incarcerated country uh, on the planet. 2.2, 2. 2, I think, 2.2 2 million people are in jail right now. This will change some of that and get some of those people who are nonviolent drug offenders, mostly non, all nonviolent, many drug offenders, uh, out of jail a little bit earlier, give them a new lease on life. That's an important thing for which this Congress will be remembered. The, the Me Too movement, uh, claiming as many members of Congress as it did, I guess you depending on how you count, maybe seven, eight members of Congress were felled by that. Uh, and Congress has decided at, just in the last few days to update its rules to try and uh, make it harder for um, members to get away with, uh, with sexual harassment of staffers by saying they can't pass off any settlements on the taxpayers. Um, you know, and those are just a few things, not to mention you know, the intelligence committees launching these investigations uh, into, into President Trump uh, and the record number of retirements by committee chairmen. Um, it's, been a, it's been a memorable couple of years. That's Capitol Hill reporter David Hawkins talking with Federal News Network's Eric White. You can find this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive.